Okay. So we are reading the Monster Stories book. We're almost done with this book, friends. We This was a much longer book than we had anticipated it being. It's a monster book. Sure enough it is. And we are now in the... <laughs> we are now in the weird and wonderful beasts section of the book. And in this section, we're reading the very first story, which is called... John Malin and the Bull Man. And it was written by Catherine Pyle. And oh, it is a tale from Louisiana, which is here in the United States. It's in the South. So let me just get me a nice Southern accent going here. And we'll read this story. What do you say there, kiddo? Okay, here we go. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> and it's read by Mommy and... Philip and his toys. He's got a grape in his mouth. Can you chew it up and then say your name? No, you're working on it. Okay. You're sucking the juice out of it, huh? That's a good idea. Okay, here we go. John Malin worked as a servant for a fine lady. The lady had a friend who was a handsome man with a fine, deep voice. The gentleman's name was Mr. Bulbul. He often came to the house to take meals with the lady, and he always spoke to John Malin very pleasantly. But John could not bear him. Now, not far away from the lady's house, there was a pasture, and in this pasture was a bull, a fine, handsome animal, and John Malin often saw it there. After a while, John began to notice that whenever Mr. Bulbul came to the house, which was almost every day, the bull disappeared from the pasture. And whenever the bull was in the pasture, there was nothing to be seen of the gentleman. That is a curious thing, said John to himself. I will watch and find out what this means. I am sure something is wrong. So, one day, John went out and hid himself behind some rocks at the edge of the pasture. The bull was grazing with his head down and did not see John. After a while, the bull raised its head and looked all about to see if there was anyone around. Then it dropped on its knees and cried. Bull man jam, fat man jam, to jam to jam to jada to jada. All of a sudden, that bull turned into a man. And the man was Mr. Bobble who came to visit John's mistress. And John ran all the way home to his mistress and said, Dear mistress, Mr. Bulbul is not a man at all, but a bull monster. He uses magic to make himself look like a man so as to come to see you. The lady began to laugh. You are either crazy or daydreaming, she said. But John Malin insisted that what he told her was the truth. I have seen it, 
and I know it, he said. I will prove it to you. After that, John went away by himself and thought and thought. He tried to remember the, the exact words the boy had said when he turned himself into a man, but he could not be sure what they were. So the next day, John went out and hid himself behind the rocks again, taking care, as before, that the bull should not see him. The bull's head was down and it was eating grass. However, it soon raised its head and looked all about. Seeing no one, the creature dropped on its knees and bellowed. Boom a jam, fat ma jam, to jam to jam to jotter to jotter. And all of a sudden, the bull became a man and walked away in the direction of the lady's house. John Malin followed Mr. Bubble, saying over and over to himself quietly, Boom a jam. Pat my jam to jam to jam to jar to jar. Boom jam fat my jam to jam to jam to jar to jar. Now when John Malin reached the house, Mr. Bulbul was in the salon with his mistress. Now do you know what the salon is? Okay, okay. Well, in some houses, maybe like the fancier, older houses, they didn't have like a living room and a dining room or a kitchen, kind of like the way most American houses now will have that. They would have a little special space where you would greet visitors and it would kind of be like a parlor or they'd call it a salon or like a sitting room. Those are all different ways to describe it. And it would be a room where you would receive guests and kind of host. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's kind of what we call a living room today, sort of. But it's a little fancier. Now, John Malin took a tray of cookies and wine and carried it into the salon just as though his mistress had ordered him to do so. He went over to Mr. Bulbul, who was close in front of him, and then he said in a very low voice, as though just to himself. Boom a jam, fat a jam, to jam, to jam, to jar, to jar. Such a noise you never heard that fine Mr. Bulbul bellowed aloud and jumped up, smashing his chair. The lady shrieked and almost fainted, and then right there before them, Mr. Bulbul's head grew long. And hairy horns sprouted from his forehead. His arms turned into legs and his hands and feet into hooks and he became a bull. He galloped across the salon in a fright, his hooves clattering on the floor. The bull burst out through the glass door so fast that he carried it away on his horns and back into the pasture with him. Then the lady knew that everything John Malin had told her was true and she could not thank him enough. John Malin was very happy, but he was sure the bull bull would try to avenge himself on him one way or another. At last, John grew so afraid that he decided to go and talk to a wise man who knew how to deal with magic. John told him everything that had happened and then said, 
and now I'm afraid, for I think he means to harm me. You do well to be afraid, said the wise man. Bulbul will certainly try to do you harm. He knows much magic, but my magic is stronger than his, and I will help you. Give me three owl eggs and a cup of black goat's milk and bring them here. John Malin went away and got the three owl eggs and a cup of black goat's milk, though they were not easy to find. I wouldn't imagine that they would be easy to find. I don't even know where to look for an owl's egg because I don't think we have any owls in our neighborhood. Do you? Yeah. Then he brought them to the wise man. The wise man took them from him. He rolled the owl's eggs in the milk and made magic all over them. Then he gave them back to John. Keep these by you all the time, he said. Then if the bull comes after you, do thus and so, and this and the other, and then you will have no more trouble with him. John Malin thanked the wise man, gave him a piece of silver, and went away with the eggs tied up in his handkerchief. He had not gone more than halfway home, and was just coming out of a wood when he heard a loud noise, and the bull burst out of the trees and came charging toward him. Quick as a flash, John Malin put the eggs in his mouth and climbed up a tree. The eggs were not broken. The bull galloped up and struck the tree with its horn. You think you are safe, but I will soon have you down, it cried. Then the bull changed into a man, and he had an axe in his hands and began to chop down the tree. The chips flew and the branches trembled. John tried to remember the words that would turn the man back into a bull, but he was so frightened he could not think of them. Do you remember what they were? No. No, I'm not sure I could do it either. What he did remember were the eggs that the man had given him, so he took one out of his mouth and dropped it down on the bull man's right shoulder. At once, the bull man's right arm fell off and the axe dropped to the ground. However, this did not trouble the bull man. He picked up the axe with his left hand and chopped away. The chips flew faster than ever. Then John Malin dropped the second egg down on the bull man's left shoulder and his left arm fell off. gotta admit that's pretty silly he didn't have any arms anymore now what's he gonna do let's find out the whole tree shook and trembled then john malin dropped the third and the last egg down on the bullman's head and at once his head fell off Well, that ended the bullman's magic. He could do nothing more, and he had to turn into a bull again. Away he galloped with his tail in the air, and that was the last John Malin ever saw of him. What became of him, 
nobody ever knew. But he must have gone far, far away. John Malin climbed down from the tree and went home. He lived very happily in the lady's house and was like a son to her. And that is the end of that story. And what a weird and wild and bizarre story. So yeah, I can see why they would call that a weird and wonderful beast story. And that is the... 